Lord, we thank you for this fourth Sunday of Advent, which gives us a correction course amidst all the busyness of our season, all the things that we think we have to do. You and your mercy give us direction and peace and joy and hope and your unconditional love through your Son, Jesus Christ. And I ask now you would think our thoughts, that my words would be yours, that, Lord, you would bend every single one of our hearts to your will, not ours, and take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you and for your Son, Jesus Christ, for it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's December 23rd. You know, I still got so much to do, don't you? You know, you know I still got to take our Christmas photo. Haven't done that yet. I still have to download my Christmas playlist. I, I got to go buy an ugly Christmas sweater. Why is that a thing? They're ugly, and we're buying them on purpose. You know, we used to just say, that's an ugly sweater, dude. Not now. We seek them for some reason. I got to get one. I haven't drank hot chocolate yet. Um, I haven't watched It's a Wonderful Life yet. Uh, I haven't made sugar cookies yet. Uh, I haven't made a gingerbread house yet. Uh, I haven't watched Elf. I gotta watch Elf. I haven't done an, an act of random kindness because I've been so busy. I still gotta get that done. I haven't gone and seen the Christmas tree at Crocker Park. I haven't watched Charlie Brown or The Grinch or Rudolph. Or Santa Claus is coming to town. I, I want to be a good husband and take my wife on a horse-drawn carriage ride. Haven't gotten to that yet. I want to get a coonhound puppy. <laughs> I want to take a Christmas train ride. I, I, got, I got to design my own wrapping paper. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be cool? I, I want to sit on Santa Claus' lap and make him feel weird. I want to watch Frosty the Snowman. And, you know, I, I, I got to buy one of those Yankee Christmas candles, right? It wouldn't be Christmas without that. Or would it? Where do we get the idea that Christmas is something we do? And if we don't do them, our Christmas is incomplete. Where do we get that? I think Advent is a wonderful recorrection. And what we see today in lighting the love candle, not love in the English word, the love boat, but God's love, his unconditional, agape, unmerited love for each and every one of us as his people as we walk into the fourth week of Advent, but it's not a week this year, it's one day. So we have one day to reflect on the unconditional love as expressed through a teenage girl of all people. And I think if we will reflect on this, it'll be like a spiritual chiropractor appointment. Because if I were the church fathers, I wouldn't have called it Love Sunday. I would have called it Posture Sunday. What's our posture to the Lord let us not walk into Christmas with postures of 
this better be good. Or, you know, I, I, I got a tea time. You, you got you to keep this thing going here. No, we're going to take a posture like Mary. And we can learn a lot from her. Let's look at Mary for just a second this morning. Think about Mary, because she herself, later on in Luke's gospel, says these words in her song of praise, which we call in Latin the Magnificat. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. She's 14, 15, 16, 17 max, and she says those words. This is an amazing person. The Gabriel appears to her and says, Greetings, O favored one. And Elizabeth says later on after this reading, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Was Mary blessed? I mean, think about it. She's that young, and she gets pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, to be not married and pregnant in first century Jewish culture was an absolute scandal, and it would last your lifetime. And we know from Mary, it did last her lifetime, because extra-biblical sources tell us that many people didn't believe her story and, oh, there's no virgin birth. A Roman soldier got her pregnant. God did that to her. Okay? Yet she's blessed. Not only is she young, not only is she now pregnant in that culture, she's also utterly poor. We know that because when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to the feast of the dedication of the firstborn, all they could offer the Lord for a sacrifice were two turtle doves. Those are pennies in our economy. And that's the mercy of God because that's an acceptable sacrifice to God for the poor. If that's all you could afford, that's fine, but that's all they could offer. Therefore, she's poor. She's young. God grabbed her. <laughs> and she's got a reputation. Would any of us call her blessed? No. But she is. And look at her response. Be to me according to your word. Luke wants Theophilus and the first century reader and therefore us to realize that this is a woman of great trust in the Lord, great faith, and a person of cheerful humility. And for us to clearly understand that when a person yields their life to the Lord, like Mary, and whenever the Lord is going to do something wonderful in the life of one of his followers, there is always a crisis of belief. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. And it's going to cost me. That's our experience every time when you truly follow God. And Mary says, be to me according to your word. In contemporary English, Lord, I give you my life to do with as you wish.
And that's always the case, ladies and gentlemen, for each and every one of us as we walk this life together in Jesus Christ. That when the Lord, we grow in the Lord, we start to follow Him, He will always ask us to do things in our life, to join Him at doing work around us that doesn't make sense, it doesn't feel right, and it's going to cost us. It's going to cost our reputation. It's going to cost money. It's going to cost us position, whatever it might be. But yet, in following the Lord the way Mary does and not our own way, we can proclaim like her, we too are blessed among men, blessed among women, because I know Jesus Christ and know his ways are not my ways, but I am blessed to walk in them with his people. You see, all those things can really wait. The cards, you can write epiphany cards. That's okay. Um, you don't have to do all those things to make Christmas meaningful, my friends. My father fondly remembers not having a Christmas tree. Growing up in the Depression, and one year when he was a young, young boy, his family was utterly impoverished, all he asked for was a shrimp net because his job was to go out and catch dinner. And if they didn't catch dinner, guess what? They didn't eat meat. So he would go out in the summertime and the little boy, when the wind was right, throw that shrimp net out and he said it was the most beautiful sight in the world when it would fill up with shrimp. All because his family got him a shrimp net. Because that's what he asked for. And he was content and happy. I, you know, we can learn a lot from that simplicity of life. Kim will tell you, I don't need a coonhound puppy. <laughs> I really don't. But the reality is, be it to me according to your word. Checking my posture. Allowing the Lord to do with whatever he wants to do in my life. And understand that people who know the Lord Jesus Christ and are willing to be used of God as we walk through these 14, next 14 days are overwhelmed like Mary is with the condescension of God that he would come and take on our form, be laid in a feeding trough to go die on a bloody cross for you and me. Wow. Praise God. I am blessed. You are blessed in Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Mary's an amazing woman. What trust, what hope, what joy, what love. Bearing Jesus, the God of amazing grace. So as we close this Advent today, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak truth and grace into our lives and do some spiritual chiropractic work, perhaps, what adjustments need to be made as we walk into the 12 days of Christmas? And as we approach the new year next week, how about spending some time regularly in His Word allowing the Lord to speak to, into our lives, spending some time in prayer, spending some time prioritizing Sunday morning.
spending some time serving in our giftings. And in doing so, our Advent and Christmas blessings may abound today, tomorrow, and into eternity. Be it unto me according to your word, O Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this word and Mary's word, which reminds us that it doesn't always make sense to us, but it makes total sense to you and your ways are best. And I ask, Lord, as we continue to hear your word and sing your praise through the carols, may joy abound supernaturally in each and every one of our hearts with transformed lives by your word and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus Christ our Lord, we ask all these things. Amen.